I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go! Yeah, the count is in the cup semi-finals are just hours away tomorrow Hibs against Dundee United and on Sunday the battle of the Saints St Mirren against St Johnson but Barry Ferguson where are Rangers where are Celtic the fans must be gutted they're missing out this weekend yeah they'll be they'll be disappointed and to be honest Paul I'm sure the players will be yep. as well um, you normally expect both Rangers and Celtic to be in the the semi-finals, but listen, don't take any, anything away from um, obviously St. Johnson beating Rangers last week. Um, but I'm sure the fans will be really d- disappointed. Their teams are are not playing in the semi-finals this weekend. Jack Ross, the Hibs manager, coming out. He's courageous, Mark. He's saying people have rolled over. Why are we not trying to get fans back for the cup final? Yeah, I'm glad that uh, Jack highlighted um, that again, Paul. You know, it seemed to be for me um, just accepted too readily. Surely more can be done. Um, surely we can get fans into the Scottish Cup final on May the 22nd it's not too late it's not too late to go and organise a venue and for somebody yep. to stand up for Scottish football a neutral stadium and say we'll take it we'll have it let's get four, five, six thousand supporters in it's a no-brainer it should be done there's no excuses because we're looking forward to the Cup semi-finals and the final here on Go Radio so here from the West of Scotland a big one for Paisley for St Mirren for the match against St Johnson we'll preview that we'll speak to both managers Callum Davidson the manager of the month and Jim Goodwin of St Mirren we'll hear from Jack Ross and we'll hear from Mickey Mellon as well because they're really good ties as Barry said we are looking forward to it it's just hard to believe that you know Cup final is just a couple of weeks away but neither of the big two is in there. But that's football. And they want Rangers and Celtic Colts to go into the lower league next season, into the Lowland League, which, Barry, by then, you hope to have vacated because you're two up at the moment and tomorrow you're playing against uh, Brewer Rangers. Yeah, listen, uh, look, I'm not thinking ahead that well. I'm only yeah. thinking about Saturday. Yeah. Listen, we had a good result, no doubt, about that on Tuesday. Um, but it's only half-time in the tie. We expect a, another tough game in, in Saturday, Sorry, tomorrow against Brewer. And then we'll, we'll hopefully look forward to a playoff final against obviously obviously Brighton City. But in terms of the, I've I've uh, read quite a bit regarding the Colts. Obviously, mm-hmm. couldn't get into the SPFL. Now they're trying to get into the, um, the Lowland League. What do you think? I, I I can see the 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 issues that some Lowland well no some um, quite a few yeah. Lowland League teams have got. I can understand why Rangers and Celtic. I don't like calling them Colts. I would rather call them B teams. The B teams, yeah. I can see why they want to put them into a league where the, the younger players can get tested. Um, but the only issue I've got with that is there's no relegation or promotion. They just go in and they, they, they play games. Yeah. Um, but so from sorry, a, they, they won't be able to go up then? No. no. So they can't go into the... They'll get into your league but they're not joining the pyramid system, basically. Yes. Right. Yep. Yes. Yep. And in terms of the, the Lowland League... I know Rangers and Celtic are going to both put £25,000 in each yep. but that equates to roughly £3,000 for, for each club which doesn't make too much a, a difference and also I feel for the 
the clubs um, below us in tier six who are trying their very best to get into the Lone League. So I can see... And it's harder for them to get places Yeah, then. I can see sure. both points. Because yeah. um, okay. for me, I want to see younger players progress. Um, but also, I see the point of the Lone League teams. OK, what do the fans think? Rangers fans, Celtic fans, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We always get them in there somewhere, Mark, uh, because there's a statement out from Celtic this afternoon to season ticket holders. And can you summarise the statement from the club? It, for me Paul again it's it's like a, ho a holding statement um, we know a lot of you want to know what's going on go um, on you're going to tell us <laughs> well listen, they're, they're basically every Celtic supporters want the next statement from the club to be here is Eddie Howe here, here's our new manager that's not happening going by that statement I don't think it's close Paul otherwise I don't think the club would put the statement out mm. it's a kind of we know you're frustrated but we are working hard get behind us it's been a horrible season but we want to bounce back as quickly as we can. We want to appoint a new manager as quickly as we can. And when we do send out our season tickets, please renew them because we need you inside the stadium. And obviously, we need the, the finances. But going by that statement, Paul, I'm not anticipating any announcement, whether it's Eddie Howe or anyone at any time, um, anytime soon. And for Celtic supporters that are not members of any official supporters clubs, then the news for them is that um, Dominic Mackay is getting round some of the major supporters associations just to, to brief them and introduce himself and start building a relationship, which which is a positive. That's good news, isn't it? Because fans everywhere are getting more representation. I see Chelsea have said they will put fans as advisors on the board, a couple of them every season, and it looks as though loads of the major clubs in England are going to do that. What's going to happen in Scotland? Mentioning England, your former teammate, Mikel Arteta, Man United going through last night, Arsenal didn't, disappointment... Um, up against his old, not his adversary, but his predecessor, Umay Emery. Not a good night for him, and they're saying that the favourite to take over the bookies would like down there, I know, Steven Gerrard. Arsenal. Yeah, look, no surprise with the job that Steven Gerrard's done, yeah. but in terms of Arsenal, I watched the game last night, and Arsenal were really poor. I, I, I've got to be honest with you, um, they were really lacklustre. Um, What's gone wrong there, do you think? I don't know, and I actually watched an interview on Sky Sports today with Mikel Arteta, and he looked, he looked beaten. Yeah. Um, that that's the kind of vibe I got from the interview. Uh, it looks a bit lost. It's not nice. You want to see an ex teammate do really well. It's a fantastic job for him. But it, I mean, if Arsenal are going to push next season, he needs major investment into that into that squad. And he came with such a huge reputation working with Pep well, Guardiola and a great player at Rangers and Arsenal and Everton. Yeah, he was a fantastic player, Mikel. No, no doubt about it. And as you said, he did a great apprenticeship mm. under the best manager for me in the, in the world, Pep Guardiola. Um, made a decision to go out on his own. Fantastic club, Arsenal. Great stadium. Um, some top players as well, but it's not worked out. Um, I think they're sitting ninth in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, First they're, not going to get into, years, yep, they're not going yep. to get into the Champions League or the Europa League next season. So cool. it's a real disappointing season. Quarter of a century since they missed out. Yep. But more importantly for you know Rangers fans, it's inevitable the bookies will look to Steven Gerrard. Is yep. there anything in that? Yeah, Steven Gerrard's in the running. Eddie Howe uh, <laughs> is in the running. Rafa Benitez is in the running. Patrick Vera's in the running. Barry said that you know, Pep, um, Pep Guardiola took uh, Mikel Arteta under his wing he's tried to implement that um, at the Gunners uh, but for me Paul you watched um, and, excuse me Arsenal are a poor man's Man City yeah. let's be honest they're, they're, a, they're a D version of Man City not even a BOC no they're a D version of it they're miles off it miles and miles off it no no it's not it's, it's, so, yeah. I think if you watch where's the evidence Paul mm -hmm. no you're right yeah. where's the evidence mm -hmm. um, but 
if if Arteta's going to be replaced, you don't want to see any manager losing his job, particularly a young man who 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 loves football. And I, and I agree with Barry. I really felt for him watching Sky Sports mm. this morning. You think, God, he's really taking it badly. He's had a right rough night. Um, supporters rounding on him, coming back all the yeah. the ESL stuff as well. I see Piers um, Morgan was out first thing, never yeah, miss an opportunity. Exactly. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a change there, but. Um, could be a change of ownership too although of for course. somebody going by that club that, that'll take months Heck, and months and yep. months to go through mm-hmm. yeah yep, I felt from watching an interview um, but Mikel will know listen he he knew when he took the job he was under pressure to go and get Arsenal back to where they, they, they should be um, fighting for a Champions League place but they're a long long way off it I mean it's, a, it's one of the poorest Arsenal teams mm-hmm. I've seen in a long long time I don't know why I challenged you in that one, Mark, because they're, they're mints at the moment, aren't they? They are. Compared to, you know, Obama Yang, we know then he, yeah. he wasn't well, we, we know yeah. that. But, the, you know, you're looking for him when he signed his contract, what, a year and a half ago, to really shine for them. They made him captain. It's just not happened. Rangers fans, what do you think? Well, we know what you think. You want Steven Gerrard to go uh, nowhere, apart from maybe eventually to Anfield. But do you think he would go anyway, Barry? Would no, he go anywhere but no, Anfield? I, no, I firmly believe after what he achieved this year in terms of winning the league, disappointing in both cup competitions, mm-hmm. I think he'll want to stay and try and win more trophies before he feels he's ready to go back down to Premier League. I've got to ask you, Barry. Yeah. Paul asked you a couple of weeks ago, would, would Stevie G go to Spurs for 200 grand? You said no chance. So, would they go to Arsenal for 250 grand a week? <laughs> no chance. No chance. But you might. No, no, you're the Kelty Hearts manager. As long as it's after tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Oh, we, we had it on Wednesday night in the programme with Leanne and myself who we were speaking. So uh, when Klopp goes from Anfield, yeah, uh-huh. then obviously Stephen Gerrard goes there and Barry's going to go into uh, Ibrox. Ibrox. He didn't know yeah. anything about it. Or if he did, he wasn't cracking a light. Let's yeah. to Barry what, 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 yep. what, excuse me, what he wants to go and try and achieve in the game. But... If, with the greatest respect to Kelty Hearts, if, you know Barry's clearly shown that he's got something yep. from Clyde to Kelty, yep. and then if he wants to make the, you know the next step up, and then another one that, and we'll say it seriously, you wouldn't, you couldn't rule out Barry being the manager of Rangers within five years. But it's it's, it's absolutely a possibility if Barry wants to put his 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 heart and soul into, into football, and it's not for all people. No. It's not for everyone. No, you just were taught. You look at Arteta, and you think, God, the stresses mm-hmm. and everything that you put into um, management. But it's it's there for Barry if he wants to go and try and do it. Well, I was saying to you because obviously you were tired on uh, Wednesday after the game. You weren't complaining, but you get in at half three in the morning. So I said, have you had a good couple of sleeps since I saw you on Wednesday? And you said, no, no, because the focus goes on to the game on uh-huh. Saturday. I mean, I would worry if I, I didn't think about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the type of character I'm at. L- listen, it's been 30 months in the making that I've, I've built a team to win the league. We never got the opportunity last year. We went again this season, I strengthened again. We sat top and we've got the opportunity and I don't want the boys to, to let this opportunity go. But listen, we're one game down. Um, done really well, but it's massive. Tomorrow, I always say it, out of the, the two-legged affair, the second game is always the most important one. It's not over yet. No, no. it's not over. Not by a, a long, long shot. We were over the penalties the other night. There was a Penenka penalty, but I don't want to... We, let's not say it again uh, today. That was then, and then he did <laughs> score again later on, of course, uh, in the match. 2-0 yeah. the other night. We're all rooting for you tomorrow, Barry. So, Rangers fans, Celtic fans, give us a call 0808 17 17 700 or St Mirren up against St John's, and we're going to get some news there. Mark, you were going to say? Yeah, I'm just, just, looking just, yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at the headlines as well, Paul, and, um, you know, Shane Duffy away yep. from, from mm. Celtic. I mean, just one of, must be one of the... 
the biggest financial disasters in, in, in oh, Celtic's yeah. um, history. And yet, I don't recall anybody questioning the signing when it was made, but it just shows you can come with a pedigree, you can mm. come with this love of the club, etc., etc. Mm. And everybody said what Celtic need is a big old-fashioned, no-nonsense centre-half. That's what they're crying out for. They thought they had one, and my God, it just, it, it just didn't work out uh, at all. It's been a, a disaster for the player and for the club. Mm -hmm. I said that. I said that yeah. on this this program when when Celtic made that signing, I thought it was a a, a great signing. I'd watched him at Brighton. He had the experience, Republic Island captain, um, and it just shows you when very good players come up to Scotland, some struggle to settle because it's a tough. But believe me when I say this, and and I've seen it with my own eyes with a lot of players, it's a tough league to play in. Um, it's not easy. Sometimes you get away with it at home, but when you get away from home, when you go to places like Easter Road, Tanadice, yeah. Petaudry, difficult places mm -hmm. to go and play. Livingston, Hamilton, Livingston, well, I, can, I, the, yeah, know, I can go the through every single yep. team in the SPFL. Mm -hmm. If you're not ready and up for it, mm -hmm. you get caught out, believe me. That's a good point. And, and I think people feel for him as well. He had a tough time, you know, yeah. at home and all the rest of it. And it wasn't a shortage of effort, was it? I mean, he came and gave it plenty. It just didn't happen for him. No, it's probably just symptomatic of, of Celtic from top to bottom, full stop this season. Paul, you know, he he's just been one part of a jigsaw that, that, that just couldn't go just couldn't go together, you know. Um couldn't find a partner, you know, then um Julianne is, is injured, young mm -hmm. Stephen Wells comes in, Beaton was, was trying back there, Ayer was there. Listen, it's just a, a number of things that went horribly wrong mm. uh, for Celtic in the in the past, what, eight, nine months. Yeah, you, you don't become a, a bad player overnight. He is a good player, Shane Duffy. There's no doubt about it. You don't play at that level for the amount of time he he's he has mm. if you're not a good player. Sure. He, he's just struggled to adapt and as you mentioned, um, obviously, personal issues yeah. as well. It does affect people, um, but it was a lot of money that, that Celtic... Um, did shell out in terms of the loan fee and paying his wages and obviously it didn't work out Any Rangers news today obviously this week they had the signing of Fashion Sakala uh, Defoe has also been in talks about next season which you'd mentioned last weekend you thought there could be there could be a new I deal so. a different one but yeah I, I really hope so not just because he, he came on and he scored the goal against Celtic I, I think um, his experience been about the training ground and been about that squad um, I think it's important that Rangers try and get him on another year's deal I don't think it'll be the same deal he's on just now um, but I'm sure if they sit down and and um, have a, a long chat with him I'm sure Jermaine Defoe will, will sign a contract I would like to see him I, I still think he's got something to give mm. I do believe that not as a starter but coming on he can go and change and out, he can and out, yeah, he can nine. change a game. Yep. He can score a goal. You seen it when he came on against Celtic. Great, great bit of movement, great bit of skill, and it was a great finish in the end. Mark, you give him another contract uh, uh, at the right uh, price. Yeah, I mean that, that that's it comes down to what value the Rangers put on somebody who's a great pro, mm -hmm. great on the the, the the training ground, but is probably only going to start eight or nine, ten games a season and come off the bench eight, nine, ten games. So, what kind of value do you put on that? You know. Is it two grand a week? Is it 20 grand a week? Mm -hmm. What do you put in that? And then you try and come to an agreement. But I suppose if you're Steven Gerrard, you'd want to have him because you know what you're getting and you know that's one less thing to worry about. So there's my four striker mm -hmm. ticked off. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to go and try and get a replacement or if Morelos goes or Roof goes, whatever it may be, that you know you've got somebody as a backup that will give you a solid 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, every other week. But again, it comes down to 
what value does it do and how does his deal impinge on your overall budget? Uh, look, he's done really well out of the game financially. For sure. Um, yeah. And I think he enjoys, he enjoys living up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he enjoys playing for Rangers. So, look, I don't think he'll get the same... As I'd mentioned, they're the same deal he's on just now. I think it'll be one of them, a low wage and a high appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, as Mark just mentioned there, that's what he's looking at, maybe starting eight to ten games a season. But as a fourth striker, to have somebody like Jermaine Defoe in your squad... Keeps people on their toes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. but listen, people can tap into his experience. Yeah, sure. And he can learn. The way that he looks after himself at 38 years of age is a credit to himself, and that's something that players can can look up to. And the good news for Rangers fans today is that Ryan Jack had the operation on Wednesday and he has tweeted out that he's on the road to recovery and he'll be back for next season. Yeah, that's that's massive news for Rangers and, you know, just to have him back, Paul, knowing that he's going to be fit and ready for the start of the league campaign, for the start of the, the two Champions League qualifiers in August, which are, you know, 25 to 30 million quid um, riding on that. And uh, Jack's such a, an important part of, of, of how Rangers play. Uh, on a match day and I think he has matured and, and grown into one of the best players in the country and definitely for me a, a future Rangers captain Barry yep in terms of his operation hopefully they've got to the bottom of the, the issue um, and it looks like they have um, obviously getting sent down to London who have got some of the best surgeons in the world um, so hopefully he gets back gets a good pre-season because for me, in that Rangers squad, he's probably the most improved player. Yeah, for yeah, you. He's mm-hmm. became a very important mm-hmm. player for Rangers um, and Steven Gerrard. So hopefully that's the end of the, the issues with his, with his knee. He gets a full pre-season and he's ready to go. What, what he's, what, for me, apart from his ability, what he's developed in the past 18 months is trust. I think before when he was gone, he could get mm. caught up in things. I don't know if he's maybe trying too hard to impress the Rangers fans because mm. he'd come from Aberdeen yeah. and when he was played against Aberdeen, you can see he was, he was letting himself emotionally. He wasn't, he wasn't tackling the games um, properly. You could see that and got himself involved in one or two things that he should have kept away from. But I think now he's always clearly, I think, the influence of Steven Gerrard and Gary McAllister. I think Gary McAllister's played an important role in that um, as well. Just get him to focus on the football and let it come naturally. Mm. Don't try too hard. And you can see that. It's big miss for the Euros as well, Paul, you know, because if you've got Ryan Jack in that Scotland team, it gives Steve Clark the option of, if he wants to, putting McTominay in your back three or mm. making him one of your set because you know you've got the trust of a top operator in there. So losing Ryan Jack for Scotland as well is a massive blow. But most important thing is that he's come through the operation and for him personally, he, he's ready to rock at the, at the start of July. OK, it's a big weekend. The Cup semi-finals are coming up and we're going to hear from the managers and more of your calls next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Thanks, Rochelle, for the traffic and travel. We're on till seven, the Go Radio Football Show. Just a couple of weeks left in the season, but then we'll be with you for the Euros getting closer and closer. 73 days after Celtic parted company with the manager, Neil Lennon. Still no word in who the manager is going to be, but we're taking some calls about a statement that came out from the club this afternoon. And for Rangers fans, Ryan Jack, he's had the operation. He's tweeted out that he is looking forward and focusing totally and being ready for the Champions League. 
and for the league season, which all the top divisions are going to be starting on the 31st of July. And Mark, we're hoping that Barry will be there as well. We're not going to speak to him about that, but that's the start day for the top four divisions. Yeah, it'd be good to see uh, Kelly Hearts in um, League Two, for sure. That it's, it's more than deserved. It's overdue. And uh, I think Kelty Hearts will get through tomorrow and I think they will beat Breakin. Scottish Cup final awaits. Well, who's it going to be? We're going to find out tomorrow. Is it going to be Hebs or Dundee United? And then on Sunday, the Saints and Mirren against St Johnson. Here's Jim Goodwin. What would it mean to him to get to the Cup final? Uh, listen, it would mean the world to me if I could, um, you know, if we could manage getting through this game on Sunday and, and having the opportunity, yes, to lead the boys out of Hamden in a, in a national final would be um, would be an immensely proud moment, as you can imagine. But you know, we've been there before in the League Cup against Livingston. We know how difficult the task is going to be against St. Johnston. I would imagine um, in a lot of people's eyes that they will be slight favourites because of the success that they had uh, in the League Cup previously. And they probably do start as favourites. We're going to come back to that as we preview and speak to all the mm. managers and get the predictions of Mark and Barry. 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. We are with you with OPC Energy Limited. And we're going to speak with Reagan now on the line. Reagan, good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? You got the statement from Celtic this afternoon. We did, we did yeah. See, for us, like, the statement means that Eddie Howe is just in place, but they're uh, maybe holding back on his backroom team. And I think that that's a problem that he needs sorted because New Orleans had the same problem with Strachan and John Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So I don't see this as a problem. It shouldn't be, but you you reckon, having read the whole statement, and um, loads of listeners will have seen it, it's too long to read it all, but you reckon, you've taken from it, you think that Eddie Howe is pretty much coming and it's just the backroom team? Because it says on the statement, football staff, staff. so for me, football staff means mm-hmm. the backroom team because we also heard about the, the nominees of Richard Hughes, the director of football, so maybe that's fine to get that over the line, Paul. Mm-hmm. And also, I just wanted to say to Barry, I've booked my, my uh, ticket for tomorrow for, for the match. I'll be on the, on the website and book my ticket to watch the playoff game. So I'm looking forward to that. That's great. Yeah, it's yep. brilliant, Regan. Um, that's something that the, the club are doing. They're doing a, a, a ticket and a programme. And obviously, um, the game's on pay-per-view because... It's been what's that? Um, Fourteen months without crowds, and obviously we're we're like every other club. The now we're, we're we're trying to get as as much money in. So it's great. People at Regan, and and I'm sure many more fans will will buy the the, the ticket and the program and, and and watch a game. So brilliant on good good it's on great. you, Regan. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll do that as well, Barry. We'll get the uh, we'll get the I'll details. Be checking. Yeah, I will. I'll be Don't you worry. You did the kilt walk. I'm delighted. Uh, I want to watch it tomorrow. What about uh, how Reagan is interpreting it? He thinks that Eddie Howe is coming, and uh, but it's the backroom team. Well, it, it it depends for me, Paul, because there's two things. Is Eddie Howe only going to come if he gets to bring the backroom team that he wants? So therefore. It can't be a done deal with Eddie, Eddie Howe until his backroom team are over the line. Can they not get the backroom team over the line because they're under contract elsewhere mm-hmm. and they need to wait until for whatever reason, whether it's boys at Bournemouth or, or elsewhere. Because they've still got uh, stuff to play for, haven't they? Yeah, yep. Because for me, if I'm Celtic, considering the unrest mm-hmm. amongst the Celtic supporters, the media pressure, everything, if I've got Eddie Howe in the bag, I announce him. 
Mm-hmm. I announced when I said to Eddie Howe, listen, we'll work in your backroom team and whatever we can to get it over the line, we'll do it. So therefore, there's, for, for me, there's still a grain of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've not paraded them yet, I expect it to get done. Um, but it's not pointing to me as being an absolute done deal because if it was a done deal, you, you'd be saying to Eddie Howe, get yourself up the road. Now, you don't need to go in the door if you want to, but we need to announce you. We need to get things moving. Um, I agree with you. you know, so mm-hmm. for me, 100%. there's still... There's still a, a, a wee bit to go, not much. But as long as there's that bit of uncertainty, Paul, you can't take it for granted. Do you granted. blame him for holding out, if that is the case, to get uh, his own backroom team? Well, I, I would be I would be putting the, the onus on Celtic to say, mm. listen, we really want you. We've met you. No doubt they've made him a fantastic offer. Um, but we need to know. We, the Celtic, can Celtic really afford to wait to the end of, May, to the end of May, potentially? I don't, I don't think know, they can. I, I agree with what Marks just says there. Just get in get signed, get announced. We know you've got your, your number one targets in, te- in terms of your backroom team, but if we can't get them, is there any, anybody else who you would maybe target? And that, that's what happens in football. You will want a right-hand man, you will want a a first-team coach, you will want a sports science or, or whatever it is, or a nutritionist. You know the, the, the amount of backroom staff that managers want. But just get them in through the door because I tell you what, the Celtic fans are getting frustrated mm-hmm. with that statement. I read it. Does that tell me that Eddie Howe's done and dusted? It doesn't. I think so. And when Stephen Gerrard came three years ago, exactly three years ago, he brought up half of Merseyside with him, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, but the, the, problem that Eddie Howe's got is Mark, yeah. the problem that Eddie Howe's got, as Mark just mentioned there, the two guys that he does want to bring in are still contracted yeah. at, at Bournemouth. I would imagine their contracts would probably run until the end of... The end of June, yep. Um, no, the end of May, I was just about to say. So, that, mm-hmm. that's where a, an issue arises. But when the, the season finishes, just get it done and dusted and get up and get started because pre season starts in, in yeah. five, six weeks. Uh-huh. So, we need to ask the question is the backroom staff a deal breaker? It they probably what, should be, yeah, for him. So, what happens? Let's just say, you know, we've been hypothetical, but the two yeah. guys, there's, there's a couple of guys at Bournemouth that he wants to bring with him. Mm-hmm. Well, I was at Bournemouth. Get promoted yeah, through the exactly. playoffs. All of a sudden, those guys are salaries double or compensation doubles to get them. Whatever, and they actually say, "No, I, w- I want to stay with Jonathan Woodgate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go and start something again." In the Premiership. Sorry, Eddie. Thanks for the offer, but I'm not coming. So where does that leave Eddie? How do they say, "Okay, do I go for choice number four, five, or six, or do I go with the guys that I could potentially inherit, or do I just say, "You know what? See, without these guys, mm-hmm. I'm not going to risk it." Well, he's he's assistant managers out of work just now, Jason Tindall. Yeah who obviously when Eddie Howe left the club Jason Tindall took over I know they've got a real close relationship they yeah. took because I've done my pro licence with, with Jason Tindall so um, he, he could bring him in he's he's not under contract with anybody but he has mentioned he wants the two guys at Bournemouth um, but Bournemouth are still playing there in a playoff and sure. <laughs> Mark makes a good point They've got every chance of winning that yeah, playoff of It's going to be difficult but they're back in the Premier League they're back in the big time do they want to come up to Celtic or do they want to stay down in the Premier League? So much to consider. Reagan, come back in. I just want to say that Brendan Rodgers was not appointed until 26th of May 2019. So I don't... I don't... I'm not panicking over that, Paul. Okay. Because yeah. to me, Jason Tindall is still contracted to Bournemouth. He's assistant manager to Jordan Wingate. Mm-hmm. And also, you've got to factor in that Eddie Howe, he left Bournemouth last season yep. and during he's still he's still he's possibly still under contract at Bournemouth mm-hmm. 
possibly still... Oh, there could be a play. It could be a play. Yeah, it could be paid for a year. Brendan Rodgers inherited a squad that most of them are staying anyway. In 2016. Yep. Yep. That's the problem that Sure. If it's Eddie Howe, he's going to be coming in. There's a number of players wanting to leave. There's a number of players going back off their loan. This is the biggest change over ever. It's a massive, really, it's a yeah. massive change. Yeah, in a long, long time. And Stephen Jarrett brought, what, maybe 12 to 15 people? At the start, he brought uh-huh. five or six and he's right. added. Yeah. And it's worked. <laughs> yeah, listen, the, the way modern day football at elite level, mm-hmm. you're talking 12 to 15 staff mm-hmm. and a first team squad. Mm-hmm. I always believe. And that's what I thought, you know, with the Neil Lennon appointment and what happened subsequently. If you're a football club and you appoint a manager, you clearly, or you should, you should be trusting that manager and you should be doing everything in your power to give him what he wants to be successful within reason. So therefore, if a manager says that for me, to get the best out of me, to me make your football club successful, I need A, B, C and D beside me. Mm-hmm. Rangers gave that to Stephen Gerrard. When it when he came up the road and then supplemented it with with you know D, E F and G mm-hmm. later on, so you need to do it for for Eddie Howe. You know mm-hmm. Neil Lennon didn't get that that backing, and in, in one respect you felt sorry for him. In another respect, you thought no, you should be standing up for yourself more. Hundred um, percent. You know, and, and and absolutely demanding that you get your own people mm-hmm. in. Um, so it's a it's an listen. It'll be intriguing to see how it falls. And as Regan said, that it was the last week in May before Celtic um, appointed Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Is it as simple as Eddie Howe earns a hundred grand a week at Bournemouth mm-hmm. and he's on the, the the year's sort of garden leave and he gets paid for a year yeah. by them as long as he doesn't take a job. So he's saying to himself, I'll pick up the hundred grand a week. I'm I'm going to Celtic for inverted commas only forty five grand a week. Mm-hmm. So Celtic say, well, why should we pay a hundred grand a week just now? And Eddie Howe would say, well, why would I take a fifty-five grand a week pay cut for the sake of you? But do you know what I mean? I'm, it could be things. It could be wee things like that. I know. You know? Yeah, there's so many parts to this. I know we make it sound simple. If, if he's coming, announce oh. him. But these are huge issues. Yeah, Regan. I just want to touch on the Scottish, the, the Scottish Cup games this weekend. For me, I find it Dundee, Dundee United to win the Scottish Cup. Dundee United, right? They, pff, okay. Yeah. yeah, and why? What do you think? What's your reasoning? Because they've got, because they've got a shite wound, mm-hmm. McNulty, mm-hmm. Brooks, and the uh, goalkeeper, Seagrass. And, and also, if you look at um, St. Johnson, I think the St. Johnson bubble has to burst at one point. And also, um, the, 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 the high bees are not really great in cup competition. They got beat by a tough. A championship side in the last cup, mm-hmm. so I just feel Dundee United are in in, in the best position to win. Mm. Barry, stop. yeah, of course, uh, St. Johnson have a COVID problem at the moment. Yeah. Four players. Yep, and we don't yep. know who they four players are. It, it could be four starters, four big mm-hmm. players, um, and uh, as you know, look, Callum's got a strong squad there, but you, you need to wait till we we see who the actual players are that are missing them um, because there's some important players that I believe Callum can't. Without, um, but in terms of the Dundee United and Hibs game, I actually fancy Dundee United. Mm-hmm. I, I think the pressure's on Hibs. Um, Jack Ross has said previously that they've not handled the pressure very well. I still think it'll be the same tomorrow. Think I so. think Dundee United. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think Dundee United will beat them. Have you spoken with Mickey, Mickey Mellon? No, I've no. not. I, I'll no. give him a text. Oh. Um, 
later on and hopefully he'll give me a text back that's right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark it's going to be it's, it's great to hear you know yeah. that uh, there's big Celtic fan thinking about the cup games because I guess that's what I was talking about at the beginning you'd uh-huh. expect Celtic to be there or Rangers but they're not and it is a great chance for well all four of these clubs yeah I mean we, we think back to the Betfred League Cup finals yep. uh, in, in January so the semi-finals rather four Again, two cracking semi-finals, but neither Celtic nor Rangers involved. I think it'll be the same again this weekend. I think two cracking ties. Um, if the United can uh, replicate the form of the last round at Petodre, then yeah, they will. They will go through. But I, I, I fancy Hibs. I think Hibs will get through uh, this one, and um, I fancy St St Johnston um, to get through. So I think it could be a Hibs St Johnston um, final. But I think both ties are are very, very open. You could, you could possibly toss yeah, a coin in both. Brilliant of... opportunity for the four Isn't clubs. It? Yep. It's brilliant. Look, Rangers and Celtic, you always fully expect them to be in mm. the semi-finals and the finals. But the, these four clubs will be looking and thinking to themselves, we can make history. Um, great opportunity for them. And I'm looking for, I think they're going to be great games. Can you answer a question for Jack Ross, Barry? Yep. yep. He's in the papers today saying he would love to hold up the trophy. The way Willie Miller did, there's a, they showed the, one of Willie Miller, the former Aberdeen captain, holding it up with one hand is it possible? Yeah yeah, yeah it's possible it's light heavy. as long as it doesn't um, the bit at the bottom the big wooden the bit base. With, or the base, the base yeah, yeah. Where, where <laughs> the, the obviously yeah. previous winners is it quite light? yeah the cup yeah because obviously uh-huh. the, the base sure. you lift the cup off yeah. the base and it's actually quite a light um, trophy mm-hmm. so that's um, that's easily done with yeah. one hand well, we'll find it, it looks yep. better for me uh-huh. it looks better when you lift it with two hands two hands yeah is that what you did? yes yeah. five times you won it? yep, yep. He's going to bring in uh, the medals. He always says he will, but he never does. Um, I need to ask permission from my mum and dad. So. I know, that's true. That, uh, Regan, before you go, part of the statement I see the Celtics say, we recognise there are many challenges ahead, but we're ready to tackle these together with our aim as always. Where's the bit? Um, about Yeah, Peter and Dom, along with colleagues, plan to have met with all main supporters groups by next week. What do you feel about that? See, Paul, this is what I spoke about in the show on Wednesday. I think this is a great thing because Celtic, they've been not great with talking to the fans this season. And I spoke with Barry Mark on Monday about that's what they need to do. They need to speak to the fans and make sure the fans are a big part of the club. Yeah. And Dominic Akai, if he can do this in his first outing, it's going to be great moving forward. All right. Reagan, thanks very much for calling. Enjoy the weekend. And, we'll, you, yep, and enjoy the match tomorrow. Cheers, Regan. Cheers, Regan. Cheers, Thanks Regan. very much. 0808 17 17 700. Rochelle is on the traffic and travel tonight. We're building up towards the Cup semi-finals. It's going to be Dundee United Hebs tomorrow. We'll hear from Jack Ross after the break and also from Jim Goodwin and Callum Davidson. That's coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Great show this morning, Crofty and Grado coming from Argyle. It was actually a brilliant show this morning from the Holiday Park. So well done, it from Simon. And uh, they're back oh. next week, Monday to Friday. And of course, you can win a car as well from uh, Macklin. Motors Nissan, so uh, stay tuned. I'm saying he's yeah. great. I've been there a, a couple you? of times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got a, a, a caravan. Um, there, I mean, you call them caravans, but they're so luxurious mm. now. But it's a great, great setup there. I'm saying, a great wee setup. That's where you'll be going in this the hot summer. Tub? Yep. Are they doing it from the hot tub? I, I, we'll play it back and we'll see. They were. Oh, yeah, of course they were. Yeah, they were in the hot tub. Yeah, in the speedos. In the speedos. Buckets on radio. Eh? Indeed. <laughs> Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. I see Man United. What about the games they are playing? Four oh. games in eight days. 
What's your reaction to that, Barry? Crazy. Mm. If I'm being honest with you, look, I don't care. It's elite level and they're looked after. They've got masseurs and all the, the nutritionists and all the recovery stuff. It's impossible um, for a, a team to play four games in eight days. I know they've got a big squad and they'll need to use the, the squad, but that's going to be tough on them. Crazy, Mark, isn't it? That's uh, what I'd written down. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's um, you can't blame the authorities for it, Paul. Sure. They, they had to fit them in, and it's just a reminder to all football supporters if you want to protest, then do it in the right manner. Yep. And you can understand mm. the Man United supporters doing uh, their stuff last Sunday, but the ones who overstepped the mark have, have cost their club uh, dearly. Mm. Um, you know, and you know, again, as I say, it's just a reminder you want to protest, protest but do it properly. Don't overstep the map because you don't know what it could lead to. Of course. I see the Chelsea players are on a bonus of 11 million between the first team squad, Barry, if they win the FA Cup against Leicester and the Champions League against Man City. 11 million in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a decent, decent bonus. Um, I was really impressed with Chelsea against Real Madrid. Well. Yep. yep. I, I was. Um, thoroughly deserved it. Disappointed in Real Madrid, but mm. listen, don't take anything away for Chelsea. I thought they were... They were excellent um, on the night. Mason Mount, I thought, was was different class. Um, I think he's another top player, mm. another, another top young English talent. Um, and they've got a few of them down there. You've got young Phil Foden, who you know what I, Indeed. I think yep. in time could be the best in the world. I know sure, that I might heard, be a crazy yep. comment. I heard somebody saying the exact same thing. Um, what what yep. you said, one of the best in the world. Honestly, believe yeah. it. I, I've yep. watched them closely since, he, pundits. Mm -hmm. since he broke into the, the yep. Man City team and... Guardiola was really careful with him. He, he popped him in and out of the team. Now he's physically ready to go and play every single game. And every time I watch the, the young man, he's a phenomenal talent. And I think he's just going to get better and better. And the next couple of years, believe me, you'll be the best in the world. We'll look out for him. We love watching him, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I just think with, with, with Chelsea, as much as sometimes I think Abramovich has been too quick to pull the trigger with certain managers, but he got it spot on with Frank Lampard. It must be a sore one for him to get rid of a fan's hero, sure. an icon, a legend of the club, etc, etc. But he could see that it wasn't going the direction that he wanted it to go on. It certainly wasn't going quickly enough. He pulled it and he's replaced him with a quality um, operator. And again, I used the analogy on Monday night, the comparison with with, with, um, uh, with Celtic. It was like it was being, it was being decisive and, and, and two shell and, and, and it's paid off Good point The Transport Secretary in the UK has just announced that Turkey it's been added to the UK's red list for travel ahead of the Champions League final in Istanbul the 29th of May so Britain saying look we'll host it here it does seem mad I was just about to ask you why would you be travelling in a pandemic to an area that's been really badly affected by it recently why would we do that? Well this is where UEFA Paul need to show common yeah. sense and put the the game of football first mm. will that be supporters mm. both football clubs um, you know so, so it can be a, you know a distance of a 90-100 miles each you know if, if it is Villa Park yeah. um, say you're not interfering with the Euros preparation by having it at Wembley so just show some common sense as you say in the middle of a pandemic explain the circumstances to, to Istanbul if they have to be compensated, yeah. you compensate them, but just show some common sense, please. And give them it later. Yeah. You know, in another year, get, yeah. put them in the, in the rota, Barry. Yeah, the sensible option would be to hold it at Villa Park. Yeah. Um, obviously, with the COVID situation over in, over in Turkey. Um, but are they going to use their common sense? Um, I think it's the right thing to do. I think I, I've heard a few people speak about it over the last couple of days. 
And as I said, the sensible thing to do would make the game um, hold the, the Champions League final at Villa Park. Yeah, well, that's the breaking news just now. I was just about to ask both of you about the madness of sending fans over there. I mean, this is crazy. You can see what will happen. People will come back and the incidents will go up of COVID as sure as uh, it, follows days. The numbers are going down. Yeah, big so time. we need to keep yep. them going down because yep. we want the most important people mm. back at football matches and that's the, the fans. And we want to get back to some sort of normality as, as human beings. So the sensible thing for um, UEFA would to, to hold the Champions League final in, um, in England. And back here, Jack Ross, the Hibs manager, was saying the SFA and the SPFL have rolled over. It looks as though they have and accepted no fans until next season. He was saying it's not good enough. But he knows that Hibs start against Dundee United as favourites. Well, I think they, um, I think they take the second part to begin with. The, whether you're labelled favourites or outsiders, I think it doesn't really matter an awful lot when you get to this stage of the tournament. I think when... All the teams that are left in it realise they're only two wins away um, from from achieving major success. I think that goes out the window. So for us, it's not something that we've either spoken about or paid much attention to. And then, again, to a degree, the, the previous experiences don't count for anything because it's a game in its own merits on Saturday. And about missing the fans. Hamden just now is a, is, a, is a strange arena to play in. I know all arenas have no fans in them, but that we've been there a couple of times already and it is particularly eerie because of the vastness of the stadium and how far away the pitch is. Um, so the dynamic of playing there is a little bit strange. I think the players have obviously experienced that a couple of times, but I think it makes it very much a one-off game. Jack Ross, it's a huge couple of weeks for him, isn't it? To cement third place is, in the cup but, final. I mean, I would be saying to the players, look, they're, they're under pressure, but go and embrace it. That's what it's all about. If you want to go and win things, you need to, you need to embrace the pressure. Um, that's what football is all about. It's how you handle it. He's got good players. You look at that Hib squad, there's real good players there. But they've suffered the last couple of years when they've got to semi-finals or finals. They've not produced. So this is a big moment for these Hibs players. And I'm sure Jack Ross will be telling them this. And if they want to go down as, as um, heroes at the club, they need to handle the pressure. And mark the heroes for Hibs. When you go to Easter Road, you see the pictures of the yeah. team who won in 2016. Yeah, uh, under uh, Alan Stubbs, um, you know, David Gray, you know, who I think captained the team um, that day. It was a dramatic um, final against um, Rangers, Matt Warburton's um, team. So, you know, an old championship final, Paul, yep. I think, the one and only time. Um, so, uh, yeah, but it just sounds like Jack Ross, just, you know, you can tell just a, a wee bit of concern about, about mm. going to Hamlet. Mm. Somebody that maybe don't feel uh, comfortable in that venue. They've lost two semi finals in the past six months, the Scottish Cup semi final uh, and the League Cup semi-final but um, you know I'm sure that, that that Paul Hanlon and all the players will be will be ready um, for it because they have got quality in every area um, of the pitch they've got quality players but so have Dundee United mm -hmm. and we said Dundee United were a different class at Pataudry a couple of weeks ago so I think it'll be a really open mm -hmm. entertaining night we're a right good advert for the Scottish mm -hmm. Cup tomorrow yep because you look at both teams both teams have got match winners. Mm -hmm. Hibs have got Boyle and Nisbet, who I think are massive yeah. players for Hibs in Dundee United. Um, Mickey Mellon, when he went up to Aberdeen, I think a lot of people were taken aback. He went with the front the front three, eh? yep. Shankland, uh, McNulty and, and Clark. Mm -hmm. So there's there's goals in both teams. And I, I do think it will be a, a game full of goals. That huge pitch at Hamden, does that help Hibs more than Dundee United? Or? Um no, I, th I think both can stretch it. Both yep. teams have got to go and enjoy it. But I agree with, with, with Jack Ross. At the best of times, when there's when Hamden's full, it's eerie <laughs> at times. It's not the greatest 
um, to get a bit of atmosphere I think it's obviously behind the goals they're, they're too far away mm. when there is fans in um, but listen you're in the semi-final yep. you've got an opportunity mm. May the 22nd to go and lift a trophy that's that's all um, that should be in your sights pressure that's what it's all about Manager speaking about someone they are going to miss Gogic he's growing in confidence and belief and stature within the group as well and he's he's, he's made um, significant contribution in games and how he's allowed us to play so we'll miss him um, but the, mo- the motivation for us, and I've said that for him, is to take him to the final and, and make sure for him he's had a really good season as well, that we can finish that season the best possible way. And Barry and Mark have said how strong the Hibs squad is. Um, we, um, as Goggins obviously suspended for us, um, Chris Cadden unfortunately ruled out for the season. Um, Jamie Murphy returns to the squad, he's been back training fully this week, um, and everybody else, Kevin is but returning to the squad again, missed out obviously last weekend with a slight ankle injury, but he'll return to the squad as well. Jack Ross there yep I, I forgot about Jamie Murphy I have to yeah. be honest I, f- I forgot about him and Jamie Murphy um, is a man that can just change a game in a split second you know he can just look up boom pass out of nothing We dribble drop with his shoulder he's away and, and he can play some then or get a strike on goal so if Jamie Murphy's um, nearing to full fitness tomorrow you had him into the mix with Nisbet and Boyle and Doidge and Young Doig and Joe Newell and all those kind of players, Paul McGinn, get up and down the right-hand side as well, then they really do have a first-class team, Hibernian. Gogic will be a big miss, but yeah. he, he's vital to the way Hibs play. As Mark's just mentioned, all the players, attack-minded players love to get beyond the the, the ball, and Gogic just sits in there, and um, he's been a right good signing for Hibs. Mm. Um, I wasn't too sure when they actually signed him from Hamilton. Mm. When I watched Hamilton, he did okay, but what a good piece of business he's been for Hibs and for Dundee United player like Lauren Shankland the next few weeks could be massive for him because he would love to be on the team bus going to Hamden and going to Wembley yeah um, he, he's been good and, I, and I, just as a, as a person I like Lauren Shankland a lot of time mm. from you know, he's, he's had some tough times in his career he's battled through it developed into a first class striker playing for his country scoring for his country uh, and a couple of teams sniffing about mm. him Dundee United will probably be tempted um, to cash in um, on him but um, if he's on song tomorrow and as Barry said you've got the support and experience of of Nicky Clark you've got Mark McNulty if he's on his um, game mm. they're in behind um, there, there as well Seagrest will be a, a miss to him you know I think mm. Seagrest yep. has been uh, well he is a terrific goalkeeper he, he's won Dundee United a lot of points um, in the league uh, this season with, with um, some of his clean sheets but um is that that wrist injury he got just yeah, the other week? So yep. if you if you if you look at it, Hibernian, if they if they have a weakness, I think they they are um, open to being to being caught at, at the back. Mm. And if Dundee United have got a strength, it's an attack. But likewise, if you if you reverse it, that's why I agree. I think it's going to be an open game and a real good advert over ninety minutes, possibly one hundred and twenty minutes. Mm. I, I love the the Shankland story. Aberdeen let go, goes down to League One, scores goals, gets them promoted, scores goals again in the Championship. Goes up a level in terms of the size of the club. Dundee United continued that. Now an, an international, it's a great story. And it, it, look, young boys when they get let go, um, don't give up. Somebody like Lauren Shankland, somebody that they should look up to. Mm. He joined us in the program a couple of times earlier this season. So you reckon it's going to be Hibsler tomorrow, Barry? No, yeah. three two yeah. Dundee United. You're going three two Dundee United. Yes. Are you? Yeah. Yep. I was trying to push you on that, Mark. What do you think? I'm going to go. Two yeah. each, 120 minutes, uh, Dundee United and penalties. Right, okay. 
We'll find out uh, tomorrow. And then St Mirren up against St Johnson. That's coming up on Sunday. The news is next. Then we're back with Barry, Mark and your calls. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5 It's 0808 17 17 700 is the number to call for the Go Radio Football Show We're taking calls coming in We'll get back to that shortly. The, the weather wants to keep playing. But uh, Rochelle will get us right up to date for the next I'm one. I'm just about yeah. to come over there and give you a hand, Paul. Thank you, Barry. Um, You've got enough this weekend. <laughs> the clock yep, uh, tipping yep. now for the big one tomorrow. Yep. Looking yep. forward to it, Paul. Um, Did you train last night? Yeah, we trained yep. last night. We'd done, obviously, a, a recovery session. It was a, a long travel for the guys. So um need to make sure they're, um, they're recovering properly. So we went and done a, a light session. So hopefully the, the guys are going to be fired up for the, the game at three o'clock tomorrow. Mark, is there some news coming in about the, the, the old firm B teams playing in the Lowland League next yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, what's the news? Developed into a kind of war of words between the SFA president, Rod Petrie, and the Rangers managing director, Stuart Robertson. And the, the SFA have sent out a statement um, answering um, some points that Stuart Robertson's made in, a, in an interview um, on Rangers TV today Paul the SFA defending themselves because supposedly Stuart Robertson has said that um, the biggest frustration is that the paper to look at the Colt teams um, has never gone to the clubs you'd need to ask the Scottish FA and SPFL why and the uh, SFA Rod Peachy has, has hit back at saying that the paper um, is not intended to go out uh, until the end of the season once the season is out the road and then let everybody digest it um, and, and, and look at it um, properly but I've not read the full statement yet it's two full pages I'm just giving you a quick summary but there's a clearly a um, yeah what would this describe an old fashioned war of words between the SFA um, and Rangers so it's, a, it's going to be an interesting development Barry a lot to take in and we're not too sure what's happening there but it's uh, it's difficult times for everybody um, and we need a strong hand on the tiller don't we we need you know. Yeah, but look, as I said at the start of the show, Paul, I, I get both sides. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I get the reasons why Rangers and, and Celtic want to put their, their um, they're calling it Colts, I don't mm -hmm. like the, the name Colts, B team, B -team yeah. um, into, the, into the leagues. Um, but I can understand why the, the league that I play in, that some of the teams are not too happy, obviously. Um, f feeling for the clubs in Tier 6, the league below the Lowland League, um, they... they feel they deserve an opportunity to get in. And you um, can see that? You yep, see that point of view? Obviously, yep. the, the money that's put forward, I think it's £25,000 from both Celtic and Rangers each, which doesn't make a lot of money that's going yeah. to be going to the, the Lowland League mm. clubs. Um, but these young players, look, I, I'm a big fan of the young players progressing and young players need to get tested. Um, and certainly they would get tested if they were to go into League 2 and certainly they would get tested in the Lowland League because as I said to you there's a number of very strong teams in that league certainly are just before the news then Barry to clarify you're going for you think it's going to be five goal thriller Hibs Dundee United but it's going to be the Dundee United coming out on top yep, yep. I, I just get a feeling that, that Dundee United will, will be goals in the game mm -hmm. um, 
and I feel Dunyan it will come out in top three too. Mm-hmm. And Mark, what do you reckon? We're just chatting about it there during the news. I, I, yeah? I think I get mixed up with who I pick. <laughs> <laughs> carried away. <laughs> Two each, 120 minutes. Yeah. Hibs to win. Right. On penalty kicks. They beat Motherwell on penalties in the quarter final. Mm-hmm. I think it could go to penalties um, again. And Paul, just reading further into this statement, just to clarify, Rod Petrie has summed up on behalf of the SFA, uh, saying that he believes, SFA believed the innovation paper um, to have many benefits beyond the headline area of B teams or Colt teams. The governing body will lead, support or facilitate any innovation that improves the game in consultation with its members, but to achieve success requires mutual respect, a common purpose and ultimately consensus. So this has got a bit of mileage in it. Certainly has, right. We'll look at that again during the next hour of the programme. Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. It's the cup final weekend. So let's speak to the managers for Sunday's game, St Mirren against... St Johnston, Callum Davidson about his team. I think you see the way they've played and the way they work, they work as a team and a unit. I think they've got a lot of confidence from the success of the League Cup, you know, and hopefully we can use that on Sunday uh, to our benefit. You know, it's at Hamden, we've been there a couple of times before with, with coming away with good memories from that place. So we'll try and use that as a, as a positive going into the game and, and hopefully, you know, they can play well. Fresh memories of their success in the League Cup. And what about that success? It's a really tough sort of uh, job to take over from Tommy, who'd been so successful. So I just tried to make sure we, we basically we stayed in the league. I think that's my first and foremost. Uh, I'm not a negative person. I'm actually quite a positive person. But, you know, stay in the league uh, and then see what we can do after that. And I think from December, late December onwards, I think the players have been brilliant. But before that, Barry, you'd played against them. And uh, I think you worried about St. Johnson. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, I was concerned, but you just hear Callum speaking there from December on. Obviously, it was a, fir- uh, a sorry, a tough first three months. Um, but once he got his feet under the table, got working on the training ground, um, and as Callum just says there, from December, I think they've been exceptional. Um, they've been on and won the League Cup. They went to Ibrooks and defeated Rangers to get into the semi-final of the, the, the Scottish Cup. And I firmly believe... Um, favourites to, to win the cup I do uh, the only issue I've got now is when you see the news with the, they could be missing some players we just need to wait to see who their players are but if they're big important players for Callum they will be missed that's the worry for him he knows that they're favourites Mark yeah, I think it's obviously uh, probably really close uh, I think you look at our league, league form this season probably very similar you know some of them obviously got to semi-final league cup as well so they've had a fantastic season you know, we managed to just pick them uh, right at the Last four or five minutes to get to top six. So uh, for us to be favourites, I'm not quite sure. I think it's a, it's a pretty even game. So they signed the emergency goalkeeper from Hearts on the short-term loan. Yeah, Bob, Bob, uh, Bobby Zamal uh, has come in, yeah. who uh, ironically was at St Mirren yeah. earlier in the season. Um, and uh, I suppose it would depend on the situation with the, the current St Johnson goalkeepers, but he could well end up uh, lining up against um, St Mirren. Um, but you know, as Callum said, there'll be a lot of confidence in the St. Johnson ranks from winning the cup there. But um, you know, depending on who the four players are that are unavailable, it might just make St. Mirren uh, favourites now um, for this semi-final. But um, you know, we've spoken about him a number of times on the show. But I thought Ali McCann was absolutely outstanding against Hibs last Saturday at Easter Road. I thought it was he was man of the match, and I'd, I'd go so far as to say he's possibly the best young player in the country. Um, you know the maturity shows to play in that engine room 
and to drive that team forward. Um, he's been absolutely exceptional. And the pace of Michael O'Halloran mm-hmm. uh, last weekend um, caused uh, Hibernian a problem as well. And when Michael O'Halloran's on form, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's possibly the, the, the quickest player, player in the league. Well, we've all seen the talent that he's got yeah. just when he produces it. Barry, so what about that statement? I know that you really like Ali McCann. How old is he? 21. 21. Maybe the best young player in the country? He's one of the best. There's no doubt in my mind about that. A fantastic young talent. I've um, watched his progress over the last couple of years. Um, and he's maturing into a, a, a top player. And uh, I think if it's not this summer, next season, um, it'll be his last season with St. Johnson. If he continues that sort of form, I've got no doubt in my mind that bigger clubs will be looking at him. Could it be one of the big Glasgow too? It wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. That's how highly I, I rate him. Um, and he's improved every single time I, I've, wa- I've watched him. He became probably the main player for St. Johnson, if I'm being honest with you. And that, that's um, the kind of credit I, I can give the young lad at 21 years of age to, to be running games of football for St. Johnson. Um, it's brilliant on his side. But it's what I say to all young players, he just needs to keep his feet on the ground don't listen to the noise for the outside. Keep working hard in the training ground. I'm sure Callum will, will, um, will keep on his back. And if he continues to progress, um, he's going to become a, a top player, Paul. He's, a, he's already a, a full international as well. He's got a, obviously a, a great mentor in Stephen Davis as well there. So, yeah, no, listen, one of the, the top players, young players in Scotland. Let's hear from Jim Goodwin now, speaking about the Marcus Fraser situation. Really pleased, obviously, to to get Marcus tied down again for uh, another couple of seasons. Um, he's been a star performer for us uh, from day one, really. And, um, you know, he, he'll no doubt be in the running for, for a Player of the Year award as well. So, Would you agree with that, Marcus Fraser? Yeah, he's been, he's been a, a solid signing. You know, he, he can play a number of positions. You know, if, if push comes to shove, can play anywhere along um, the back four. So, you know, he's, he's you know what you're getting from from Marcus Fraser, you know he's he's a proper seven out of ten um, every week. So he'll be an important player for St Mirren on on Sunday. And again, like we say, we all players that sign contracts, particularly for two years, it gives the player a good bit of stability and it lets the manager know that it takes a headache away that that mm-hmm. position, um, that player is, is sorted for a couple of years. Barry, yeah, well, I spoke a few times on the show about Jim's recruitment. Um, obviously going over to Ireland and, and plucking a few players that I didn't know much about but I've been impressed but for me his two key signings have been Fraser and Tate mm-hmm. two experienced guys who know the SPFL inside out um, and they've been mainstays in his team they've, um, they've been excellent good experience uh, both players are 7 out of 10 every single week um, so I'm not surprised to see uh, Fraser sign a new two year contract he's been a real good signing for Jim and he's desperate to do well, especially having beaten Rangers in the Betfred Cup and then losing out. We can remember how hurt and how disappointed we felt after that Livingston game. And um, there's, there's none of us within this group that wants to feel that again uh, Sunday evening. So hopefully we'll, we'll give a better account of ourselves on Sunday and, and, and do what's needed to, to make sure we're in. And again, Barry, with no Rangers, no Celtic, he knows this is a huge opportunity to win the cup. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it opens the whole thing up. There's no doubt about it. If, um, you know, if Rangers or Celtic were, were still at this stage of the competition, then no doubt they would be stick-on favourites uh, for everyone. You know, right now there's you know some good teams left, and there's no doubt about it. And you know, I think probably 
um, you know, the favourites will be among Hibs and St John's. Would that suit them to be underdogs for St Mirren? Yeah, probably. Um, it's going to be a, it's a pretty even game. Um, two teams that are pretty similar. I would probably just edge St Johnson being favourites. But he spoke there and he spoke right that the St Mirren players just need to look back in that Livingston game. When you get into a dressing room, you get beat in a semi-final. You're down. You don't want to feel like that again. Use it as ammunition. Um, and I'm sure that'll be the word put across from Jim this week in training and I'm sure the guys will know that um, there's nothing worse than getting beaten a semi-final or a final so you want to go and put put that right because that was um, that was a, a sore one for them against Livingston Is um, it but I'm looking forward to the game again as I say it's a real even game Paul mm-hmm. yep. there's players in both teams that I rate really highly um, they're underestimated at mm-hmm. times both teams so I think it's going to be another cracking game I'll be honest with you and it's a toss of the coin. It depends. Mm. I would need to wait and see when the teams come out to see who St. Johnson are obviously missing mm. through the COVID situation. And that's massive, uh, isn't it? Four, four it is, but if Ca- if Callum Davison has got his strongest 11 and mm. Jim's got his strongest 11, I would side with St. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Just okay. edging it. Mm-hmm. Mark, what about the psychological difference for all the clubs? The fact there's no Celtic, there's no Rangers. Um, I mean, clearly when they're not there it's just a different approach maybe they'll really really go for it tomorrow you've got to give everything yeah yeah. you have you're into the last week or two of the season every player that's involved tomorrow and on Sunday will be desperate because they'll want their season to extend for one more week to go to to May the 22nd to the chance to become a club legend the chance to celebrate not to mention it at that level as well Paul the win bonuses will be huge you know big financial um, incentives as well and just the prestige of being a winner of being a champion um, at something in, in a cup you know, for St John's it's a chance to do a cup double for Hibs it's a chance to win the, the cup for the first time in, in five years Dundee United um, in 11 years and St Mirren since 1987 yeah. you know Ian Ferguson yeah I think one of the worst cup finals in, in, in history was it? Uh, yeah. oh, it was, we were it off was, to Mallorca oh, that day it was, so. was a shocker <laughs> yeah. oh, it was a shocker uh-huh. but um, St Mirren um, St Mirren won it um, against all the did, odds yeah, yeah. They, they did and who was Alex it was Smith. Ian Cameron sat his university exams the morning of the, of the cup final and then went and played yeah. in the Scottish Cup yeah. final Campbell Money uh, was there yeah. you know Tony Fitzpatrick Frank McGarvey as you say Ian uh, Ferguson Alex Smith the manager and mm. you know outside of of the old firm the last time a club won a cup double was Aberdeen in 1990 31 yeah. years ago so there's a chance for St Johnson to go and do something so there's so much riding on it and look personally I think it's brilliant in a way that Celtic and Rangers aren't involved yeah. you know, because they win that often anyway they mm. dominate trophies and it's great for it's like Barry when you played down south you know how it must have felt when it was the Man United or Liverpool or Arsenal or Chelsea that were winning the new guys won it with Birmingham in the League Cup so it's yeah. brilliant for other clubs to go and sample mm. something as an underdog for their supporters the only downside is as we've said there's no supporters there to enjoy it but it's not too late for something to happen just to get a few thousand into a, a neutral venue yeah but it's, it's a good point like, leading up to that Cup final against Arsenal it was all about Arsenal how many mm. they're going to win by um, we just kept ourselves to ourselves training as normal didn't do anything different no, no nothing different we would, we just done our usual a week leading up to going down and playing against a London club you would stay overnight in our tracksuits and whatever so yeah it's a, what an opportunity um, Mark just mentioned there financially they'll get a good bonus um, just think about going up and lifting that cup as I said it's a brilliant cup to win it's a national trophy 
get that medal round about your neck and just think about the party after it. Mm -hmm. That's what oh, I used well, to think was, about the party. The party we've seen it was a usually it was a usual build up, six pints and a curry. <laughs> <laughs> right before the game. Was Karen Brady the MD still bumming about that time? No, she was. Oh, she gone? She yeah, because you dealt with her, didn't you? Yeah, she was. I actually quite liked her. I liked dealing with her. What did you like about her? Straight. Straight. And I like people that are straight. Yep. Um, Theo Pafitis is on uh, Hunter and Hockey on Sunday morning, the Go Business show. And and he's obviously, he's a great oh, character as well, a great know. entrepreneur, yeah, isn't he? And, yeah. Uh, and funny, we were just talking about yeah. Dragon's Den from Dragon's Den. I was watching that uh, this afternoon, the new series has started. So, yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. I like listening to all the, the business sort of stuff, trying to pick up wee snippets. But it's funny that year when Barry was in the final with Birmingham, Alec McLeish, of course, the manager. Yeah. And it was a really tough season in the league. We know what happened then. But everyone was talking about Wenger, you know, and he wanted another trophy. And it wasn't to be. You can never tell in the cup. Well, you can't, you know, and, and Birmingham had to survive long bouts of pressure. Arsenal, yeah. you know, dominated um, the ball. I think you, you doubt with Big Ziggy up front, didn't you? They yep. could just get you that out ball and just buys a bit of time, get your shape back. Um, but no, look, the Birmingham Arsenal is a, is a case of how the underdog can win and, you know, what it means to Birmingham City and to their fans to have won that trophy. As Barry said, the celebrations after it as well are, all, are always brilliant. Something you can look back on to give you some fond memories. We celebrated too long. That's how they get relegated. Do you think that did affect it? A wee bit. Yeah, well, there was quite a few. I had broke two ribs in the game, so I was out for about, I was out for about four or five weeks. There was a number of players who were carrying injuries that were missing listen we never had the biggest squad yeah. um, but we were realistic see that week we knew Arsenal see we went out and played Arsenal man for man went mm. to try and play football against them mm. we knew they were better than who was them. in that team was it Thierry Henry um, uh, no, Pires, no, no um, before that I need to have a look yeah, back. we'll have a look listen they had top top players yeah. um, so Adam we knew we, we had a game yeah. plan 4-5-1 Mark just mentioned they had big Ziggy Ziggy, just get the ball up to him and support him. When we lost the ball, just get back into a, a back four and a, a flat midfield five. Hard to break down. And um, we took him right all, all, all the way and we got the goal and the, the last kick of the ball. And, and that remember. was the game plan, to go as long as we can um, and try and nick a goal towards the end. And it, it worked out brilliantly and... Um, Brilliant celebrations. Who was, was your goal brilliant... again that day, Barry? Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Oh, yeah. Yep. Ben Foster. Uh, still playing. Is he? Yeah, Just of course. Been promoted by yeah. uh, with Watford. Well uh, top goalkeeper. Top goalkeeper. Yeah, they've bounced back up. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then it's your chance to come on as we wind up for the weekend. The weekend is underway and it's the Cup weekend. More of your calls and more from the managers next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, Friday evening, the weekend, well and truly underway in another big weekend. Cup action. Tomorrow, it's going to be Hibs against Dundee United. And then on Sunday, it's the Saints, St. Johnson against St. Mirren. And obviously, still loads to play for as well. Barry's own Kelty Hearts, two up against Brora Rangers. And tomorrow, three o'clock, the kickoff there. And Matt will be looking out for that one. And hopefully, they can come up to Division 2 and maybe even do what Queen's Park have done and get promotion up to Division 1 yeah yeah you certainly couldn't uh, rule it out I do fancy uh, Kelty to go all the way into League 2 and it's just great for Scottish football it was a key decision Paul and they had to get it right for the good of the game for the good of the pyramid system and they did it took them a while but they got there eventually so credit to them uh, for that to the football authorities and it, and it opens our game up I realise I just missed out of course there is the playoff with uh, Brecon City so that will come but the good news on that Barry is whoever it is 
it's a week later, so there's a bit more time. Yeah, there's a, a bit more time, which um, gives you a bit more time when the players are on the training ground as well, because as I said, I've only had um, just over two and a half weeks with them. Um, so they've done, the players have done never so well. I've got to be honest with you. Um, during the lockdown, it was tough for them. Every single session um, I, I gave them, um, when they were off, they went and done it. They didn't need to do it. So they're a brilliant, do you know what they are? They're an honest group. Yep. They work so hard. Um, and listen, it comes down to um, one thing. Sometimes you need a wee bit, wee bit of luck at yep. times. Um, but look, they're a, they're a brilliant group to, to manage. And, and as I said, hopefully um, we're on good form tomorrow because we know it's going to be tough. Because Brora's, you just need to look back over the last year or so, the, the big results that mm. they have had. They've dominated the Highland League since Gove mm. have went out. They beat Hearts three or four weeks ago. They come down Easter Road and Hibs only beat them 2-1, I think. So they've got good pedigree, they've got good players. So we we, we expect a, a real tough game. But one again, I'm looking forward to and the yep. players. I says that to you, you've got to look forward to games like this. Excited. This is what football yep. is all about. Yep, I'll, I'll hardly sleep tonight because I'll be thinking about it. And um, can't wait for three o'clock. A two-goal lead's a brilliant lead to have, particularly when you've been away from home, uh, to bring it back down the road. But you know how precarious... That can be, you know, it takes his Brora to score at any point, yep. even if it's in the 85th minute, mm-hmm. to, to, to go one up. And all of a sudden, you know, you've just got to, you know, stay focused and not um, not panic. But um, you must be really encouraged the fact you've won 2 0 and also you missed uh, two penalty kicks. So it could have been more comfortable, but you're playing against a team that have got something about them. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, I've, I've got nothing to lose. They might just come and throw caution to the wind. Yeah, but that's what I fully expect them to do mm-hmm. to come. Yeah. Um, They'll throw everything at us. We've got to be ready for that. Um, and Mark just mentioned they're missing two penalties in the first the first ten minutes. But one thing, it's easy as a footballer. I've been in a situation myself where you feel sorry for yourself, but they dusted themselves down really quickly and refocused. And um, we got a a great win. But listen, it's only half time. It's all all cliche. Listen. Uh, I'm no, I'm not nope. taking anything for granted. The players ain't either, because yep. as we know, Brora are a, a very good team, and we expect a real tough game. And the good news will be for the game with Brecon City, whoever it is, there'll be fans in Mark because that's after the 17th. It's going to be the 18th of May, and we'd still hope to see fans back for the cup final. But wouldn't hold your breath, would you? It doesn't look as though oh. there's going to be a change. No, and the cup finals are May the 22nd. I know. You know yeah, you just thinking honestly. Yeah. Um, and there were nearly a thousand people at, at the Crucible yeah, and, indoors and, and, and I loved it I loved watching the, the, yeah. the snooker and joining it was great to see the atmosphere and I thought the fans inside the, the snooker at, at the Crucible in Sheffield really you know rammed it up and, and, and got it going and brought it uh, alive but getting back to the to the football I know it's not easy and yeah. as always it's easy for us just to sit and take a, a, a shot no. at, at, at hand in the sixth floor and the SFA and the SPFL and the Blazers and all the usual stuff but Again, Jack Ross has highlighted it this morning from his presser yesterday. Um, try again. Mm-hmm. Just go back and try yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Give it everything. Give it another shot. You know, you're going to know your final lineup on 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 uh, Sunday at four o'clock. Um, so then go and see if you can work something out. Mm-hmm. Now you might not be able to again. You might hit a brick wall, but go and try again. Just give it a shot. You'll have thirteen days to organise a final, and even if you can say, "We'll go with four thousand fans." You know, even if it's three thousand neutrals and 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 five hundred from each club or whatever it may be, um, just go and try again. You'll just try and make it as big a spectacle, uh, yep. as big a spectacle as you can. Because remember, Paul, 
Barry's played in them. We we've watched them for for decades. Mm. It's the showpiece game of the Scottish football season. It's the last kick of the ball for the for, for the big clubs out with the playoffs. Do everything we can mm. to send our season and what's been one of the most difficult uh, campaigns Scottish football's ever had for obvious reasons. Put it out on a high and give some supporters a chance to be involved. Love it. Great call. Yeah. Cou- yep. <laughs> Listen, I couldn't agree more. Um, it is the the show piece. Uh, the trophy towards the end of the season um, it's always roasting and cup final day and there'd be no better feeling for whoever reaches the Scottish Cup final on the 20, uh, 22nd out of Dundee United Hibs St Marner St Johnson it'd be brilliant for them to get at least some fans in because I'm sure see if it's 4,000 oh, I'm sure they would else. make some atmosphere because they've missed it yeah. that I've missed it imagine, that much. imagine you're a supporter yep. and you've got a ticket out with the players oh, and, and the staff. The bragging rights. Imagine yeah. that Saturday morning getting up, butterflies in your tummy, oh. cup final, the fry up, six cans, boom, away you go, you're heading. You're heading. <laughs> you you would have three, yeah, three hours before the game. The you, you would know, be. Right. I love the fry up, six <laughs> cans. He's come alive, hasn't he? Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Ross is uh, reminding us, not that we need it, that there's no Rangers, there's no Celtic in, so there's a chance for them and for all four. One of them can win it. It's highly disrespectful to assume that any of the club the teams are left in it. I think that um, it changes the dynamics of it. You know, we, we like I'm sure the other managers would tell you, I believe that we could win a cup this season. Um, I think when you're a Premiership team, I think you should believe that's a realistic ambition for you, irrespective of the teams that you come up against. I think that's been proven in the cup competitions, the fact that neither of the whole firm have been, have been through to the last four in any of the major cup competitions. So rather than that being... Um, Something that they've not done well, I think it should be more focused on the fact that there's good teams in Scotland, competitive teams who are, who are good enough on their day to win against any given opposition. Jack Ross there speaking about the fact there's no Rangers, no Celtic, Mark. Yeah, that's why it's good. wide open. That's yeah. why, you know, whether you're Jack Ross, whether you're Mickey Mellon, Jim Goodwin or Callum Davidson, you know, they're, they're, they're 180 minutes away from creating a bit of history for their club, for being down and, and, and folklore, for being legends for sending everybody away in the summer on the high looking forward to coming back in for pre-season we are bouncing your step as the Scottish Cup holders if you're going to uh, enhance your squad and, and try and bring in new signings you're, you're, you're automatically more attractive because you've won the Scottish Cup and you're guaranteed European football until December you get two or three million quid mm. into the bank as well so you put all that into the pot it's massive for the four clubs for the winner it is absolutely massive it certainly has Barry yeah I'm, I'm just yeah. smiling there it would be good to see what, what would your fry up be what would you have in your fry <laughs> up what would bin your poly oh, bag oh, what six yeah. cans oh, it's, two, right. it's a double plate Barry <laughs> two plates uh, oh the square the square lights, sausage the black pudding yeah. the potato scone mm-hmm. the fried eggs the fried tomatoes the tomatoes fried toast no no no, no, no so much the, no. the, the fried toast fruit pudding if I'm, if I'm lucky if can sauce fried toast fried bread a wee bit of fried wee bit of fried bread and a McGee's roll a oh, good plug right. there and for and the a wee, bit, a wee bit of brown sauce. A I'm wee bit fried toast, fried yeah. bread, fried, bread, bread, fried bread, bread, and a cup of tea. <laughs> a big cup of tea, then <laughs> six cans. Football people always have tea, isn't it? It's always a cup of tea. Is it still like that with the managers, you and Bob and everybody? Yeah, tea. he's coffee. I, I like oh, tea. Yeah, I, I like tea. You fed yeah. him coffee on the way back down in the bus the other night. I'm sure you heard it on Wednesday. Listen, all this means there's no Rangers, no Celtic at the moment in terms of a lot happening in the last few days, and and they'll be unhappy about that. Here's the cup semi finals and they're not there yet Rangers 23 points clear 
in the league and they've got their first trophy which they'll take next weekend at uh, Ibrox but they will be hurting that they're missing out in the cup semi-finals and for Celtic well what a season started with great hope but it's uh, finishing in almost despair but they've been speaking to the fans today there is uh, an email that's gone out to all season ticket holders and Mark in summary they are there's not a lot in it but they are saying that they'll be engaging with all major supporters groups in the next week or so yeah, yeah. I mean the, the, the statement um you know, credit to Celtic because yep. they've opened a line of communication that's mm. not been there since Dermot Desmond's statement, which was, what, five, six weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Um, so, least, I, yeah. I, again, it, Paul, it's what we regard in the business as a holding statement. Yep. It's buying them a bit of time. It's giving them a bit of detail. It's not what the Celtic supporters want. They want to hear, here it is, boom, done, mm. dusted. Eddie Howe has been paraded tomorrow morning. And it might still be Eddie Howe, but it, it looks to me as though, for whatever reason, it could be another couple of weeks. Down. You might be into June, Paul, before the new manager's um, announced so it's basically the Celtic hierarchy um, asking for a bit of patience for their supporters apologising for the lack of communication which is good of them bit of humility to, to hold their hands yeah. up yes and saying we've had a horrible season but we want to bounce back as quickly as possible and as you would expect they say we've got a better chance of being successful if you guys are with us i.e. buy your season ticket please mm-hmm. um, you know get it and it'll be coming out soon and trust us that when the new manager is appointed you'll be happy with the appointment and get behind them and all the new signings, etc., etc. So, listen, it's not the clarity that the Celtic supporters were looking with, but credit to the club for at least opening a line of communication, um, which is a positive and it's a, a step in the right direction. You, you make a good point. I'll just go back in the Scottish mm-hmm. Cup saying mm-hmm. about the old firm um, yeah. players. If I'm an Rangers player, I'm sitting tonight thinking I should be preparing yeah. for a semi final mm-hmm. this weekend. That's an opportunity missed after Rangers going and beating. Celtic then obviously take nothing away for St Johnson nope. but it's a missed opportunity it's a good point you make Paul mm-hmm. like if I'm the old fun players there I'm sitting tonight mm-hmm. thinking to myself yep. it's a wasted weekend yep. I should be playing in a semi-final mm-hmm. at the National Stadium fighting for my life to get into a cup mm-hmm. final because that's the difference isn't it between being a good team and a great team and an era you know Rangers have a chance just now but to go out of the cup, I think the Celtic fans, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing they had to cheer about for months, the fact that Rangers went out of the cup when they had a chance to win a double. And how special is winning the double, Barry? Well, it's brilliant. Um, as I, I keep saying, Paul, it's, it's always hard to win a, mm. a trophy. The hardest thing is to go and win the next yeah. one. Then mm. the next one after that, be very, very consistent. Um, and that's something that will beat the back of Stephen Gerrard's mind. He'll be disappointed that, that that's a missed opportunity. Um, not just in the Scottish Cup, but also go back a couple of months ago to the St Mun game. Um, and again, no taking it away St Mun. I thought St Mun deserved it that night. I thought they were excellent. But I mean, great season, one in the league. Um, but I just go back to if I'm a player just now sitting in the house, twiddling my thumbs, thinking I should be preparing mentally and physically for a a semi-final this weekend. Because mm-hmm. the Invincibles would be great to have, Mark, but it, it's not everything. The, the major thing was to win the league and they've won it so comfortably. Yeah. That there will be that feeling about, as Barry says, you know, why are we not here? Why are we yeah. not in the Cup semi-finals? Yeah, and that's one thing about Stephen Gerrard, that he's honest. He said it right away in the immediate aftermath of, of losing to St Johnston Penalty. He says, one trophy in nine, not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, the trophy that they've won was the biggest one of all, the one that they had to win. <laughs> But one trophy nine is not good enough for Steven Gerrard. And if he even gets a sniff uh, of any complacency from any of his players, they'll be at the door because he's no carrying passengers. He wants to go and better it. Next season. He wants to get into the Champions League, retain the title and win at least one cup. And obviously the Scottish Cup would be 
uh, the, the priority and if he thinks there's any passengers or boys that are not uh, able to deliver mm -hmm. that then they'll, they'll, they'll soon be out the door yeah he's no messing about no no. if he believes in his own mind that someday ain't going to take the club even further um, they won't be there so breaking news from UEFA, nine of the 12 who were going to go on the breakaway to the Super League have, well, we know they've apologised, they're not going to do it, um, and they've committed themselves to the UEFA competitions, but they're going to forfeit 5% of their revenue next season. However, they're saying that Real Madrid, Barcelona and Juventus uh, face disciplinary action from UEFA. Because they, they've not resigned yet, is that right? They're, yeah, they're, I think that's it. They yeah, haven't. So the, the, the nine yeah, clubs... Have accepted. Yeah, which would be, yeah. you know, if you take it, your UEFA earnings, Paul, for clubs like that are probably ballpark about 100 million. So they've basically been fined about 5 million quid mm -hmm. um, each, which, let's be honest, it's nothing, is it? <laughs> In England, it, it, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. It's not... I don't think it sends out a strong enough message, does it? No, really? No, not for me. It's 5 million pounds. To these clubs huge for us Absolute in Scotland but I know no yeah. it's huge sure. I mean, in Scotland a massive yeah. amount of yeah. money but in that in context yeah, yeah in terms of the, the revenue that they bring in in terms of TV money sponsorship mm. money five million pound that's nothing although as we heard a couple of weeks ago when Willie Hockey Lord Hockey was on the program he was saying there's over seven billion in debt those many of those top clubs over seven billion because too much money is going to the players and I know it's not that popular even in programs not, it doesn't go that far because people say oh well you know we want the players to do well of course we do but it's got when it becomes 300 grand a week then 400 grand a week where most 90 odd percent of the revenue in the top clubs goes straight back to the players yeah. and that it's not a sustainable model I, I don't think I don't think you could rule out within three years be at least one if not a few a handful of players on a million quid a week in the next three years yeah, by the way you can't you can't rule it out mm -hmm. because if ever there was a time where we were going to sort out the finances and try and bring you know just a wee bit more normality and more sustainability uh, into the balance sheet it would have been what we're going through the pandemic you know a number of managers mentioned it and I think Davey Moyes was one that said listen this might just calm things down but it's not not in the slightest mm -hmm. Okay, what do you reckon? Well, uh, th this one will go on. I think at some point there will have to be a reckoning and they will, but the players hold the power. Quick break and then we're back and we'll get final predictions for the Cup. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Rochelle, off to enjoy, I think, some Chinese food tonight oh. for the Clementes. That's the way they're going to have this evening. Barry, you're we're just, yeah, we're just asking oh. you about your pre-match meal tonight. So what are you going to have before tomorrow's game? Chicken, Arabiata, but Mark's just asked me what would I, my, what would I have in a Chinese? Yes. <laughs> and it's just, I might change that. I okay. might change. We'll have it in the uh, special edition. Of, Do you know uh, what got me going? Yeah. Salt and chili chips. Oh, uh -huh. there you oh. oh, oh. Starving. Go oh. Radio Football Show <laughs> every night, Monday to Friday. That's what's on the menu. And, Sponsored uh, by MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> along with OPC Energy Limited. Thanks to everyone. Over 600,000 downloads. And it's growing and we're on from five. Thanks for making the switch. And today, Celtic have written to, well, it's an email, isn't it, to uh, shareholders or to the stakeholders, the season ticket holders, because uh, they should be going out soon to say they're going to engage with them, but it's kind of holding pattern just now to see what is going to happen. It looks as though it's Eddie Howe, but he's not mentioned in it. And a lot to sort out for the new chief exec, Don Mackay, and the outgoing Peter Lawwell. For Rangers fans, well, they're looking forward to seeing uh, Fashion Sakala next season and who is going to be next for Rangers uh, on the signing but not in time
for living next week. It's all for next year. Rangers have had a few days off, Barry, but they will be really focused on continuing in the winning streak now. Two huge games for them. Yeah, uh, tough one away to Livingston next Wednesday, obviously on the artificial surface. But look, two games um, to go the season unbeaten would be um, a great achievement. Um, but as I said, I'm sure the full squad and the management team will be sitting in the house tonight a bit frustrated um, and disappointed that they're not playing in a, a semi-final or a, a Scottish mm-hmm. Cup but listen overall um, their main aim was to go and win the league title yeah. and they've done it um, there's been a couple of blips in the season i.e. Um, going out both cups um, early which is a frustration but I'm sure next season he'll want to put that that right and um, he'll go and try and strengthen um, there's no doubt about it you've just spoke about Sakala coming in who I've, I've watched um, looked up on the mm-hmm. internet he looks a, a decent addition just need to see how he settles um, they're always gambles uh, they're all, always sorry a gamble these sort of signings um, is, he big, is he big powerful lad is he yeah. more kind of nippier mm-hmm. or what, how, how would you describe him I kind of in between it, if I'm being honest with you um, so it's hard to watch on video you need to see him in the flesh I'm a big believer in that um, you need to wait to see him in the jersey and, and on the pitch um, but for me the main thing for Rangers is and the key thing is they need to keep Ryan Kent they have to that's a must Barry was saying that on Wednesday it's a must Ryan Kent crucial do you think Rangers can hold on to him Mark? Uh, yeah I mean look you know how these things work player power mm. Paul you know a lot of these things now depend on the player you know how strong is his desire to go back down and play in England, you know, what, what what does he know is waiting for him, whether it's Leeds United or any other club. So, you know, players can can really make it difficult for, for Rangers to want to hold him if they do. But at the moment, he, he seems to be professional. I'm sure he want a crack um, at the Champions League, you know, to, to be involved with the club, to go and retain the title. And he's, what, 23? Something like that. So Great he's got plenty of time, yeah. plenty of time mm-hmm. to go and go and do it. But you don't know. He might think, you know what, I've, I've done my bit now in Scotland. I want to go down the road. Um, but I, I, I think he'll be around. I, I think he'll be around you know, for for next season. If you were yeah. him, would you want to go in and tell Stephen Gerrard you're off? I mean, he is only twenty. That's a great that, that's point. What, that's what you employ agents for. Paul. <laughs> yeah. They, they, oh, they do the dirty work yeah. for you. Right. I, I believe. Yeah. I believe he'll be here next next season. Yeah. Um, again, look financially, it's going to be better for him if he goes down down to England. But he needs to look at that. That that the money will come. Mm-hmm. For me, he's a top player. He's getting better and better. He's he's shown a level of consistency now in his game um, and that money will come for me he needs to look at what level does he want to play he's got a real opportunity to play in the Champions League I know they've got to get through the qualifiers but when you get into that group stage that's the elite of football and that's where you'll, you'll really get noticed um, and I'm hopeful and I'm sure that Rangers will, will keep him for next season that, that's where the that window after the Champions League and I'm being negative here but if you don't make it that three or four day period mm-hmm. So therefore, a place that, ugh, I'm not getting Champions League football right. What might be down the road for me? And B, if you're Rangers thinking, right, we've missed out on that 30 million quid, do we need to look at you know selling a player just to 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 make the numbers um, add up? So there's there's different ways that 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 you could put it. But you, you would fancy Rangers, given what they've achieved under Stephen Gerrard in the Europa League, given the fact that you expect that the squad will be strengthened during the summer. Even if they do lose one or two players, if, you know, if they can't agree with Glenn Kamara and they decide to, to cash in on them, but um, they've got a strong enough squad with experience there to to go and um, I think I can see Rangers get through the qualifiers. Is that a narrative building that Kamara might go during the summer? Well, they have had, they've, they've had 
you know, rounds of talks, Paul, mm-hmm. and, and not being able to agree something. So there comes a point where when you've got a year to go or on your deal and it's mm-hmm. sensible, it's business, and let's not forget sure. football is a business. You say, Glenn, there's your offer. Are you going to sign it? And if he's not going to commit to it, then you need to see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in terms of again as a business, and that's what a, a manager really doesn't have any say, and, and rightly so, because you look, you got a year to go. We've bought this guy for fifty grand. We've built him into an asset of whether it's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten million quid, whatever they think he's worth. Do we take the five, six, or seven million pounds out, or do we keep him? And, and he walks away in January and, and signs a pre yeah, It's all those kind of things you need to add up. I think there'll be a set date on it. They want an answer, maybe. A week after the season ends, because mm-hmm. um, bear in mind, Zungu will go away back to his club. Stephen yeah. Davis is a year older. Mm-hmm. It's an important area. Ryan Jack, is he going to come back 100%? We hope hope um, he does. So I think there'll be a time on Kamara. For me, I think he's improved big time. I would like Rangers to keep him. But as Mark just mentioned there, similar to Celtic, they've got players coming into the final 12 months. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to extend that you're sold because six months down the line you're a free transfer. It's a no-brainer. Yep. It's a no, you know, as I said, it's a business model and the thing that Rangers have managed to do, if you look at what Steven Gerrard inherited, the, the squad was hardly worth a button mm-hmm. when you look at it, you know, three mm-hmm. years ago and to look at it now, look at the improvement in Tavernier, look at the improvement in Morelos, look at the improvement in Ryan Jack, look at the players that he's brought in, Barisic, Goldson, um, Kamara, mm-hmm. you know, guys like that. So look, Kent, so look at the improvement all those guys so all of a sudden they've created a squad that I don't know that's worth 60, 70, 80 million quid mm-hmm. compared to what it was three years ago and that's where at times you need to pick the right moments to cash in on that because you've developed a strong business plan and that's mm-hmm. what at the boardroom level that's what you do that's what Celtic have done that's why their balance sheet's been so um, impressive over the past decade or so you buy it one or two million quid and you try and sell for 10, 12 or 14 that's how it works and you reckon Douglas Park and the board are committed to you don't have to sell at the moment if it means they get right through in the Champions League if the right players well it's shown that they're backing them because this yeah. week mm. obviously they've signed a new striker mm. so it's shown that um, they're keen to make sure that he strengthens it comes down to money Certainly. if somebody comes in for both Morelos Kent Barisic Golston Kamara I mean I could go through the team there'll be there'll be teams looking at all of them but it's got to be the right offer. I don't think they'll, they'll sell cheaply. I don't think sure. they need to. And I think, and I believe that they would want the manager to keep the squad together mm-hmm. to make sure they go for this um, Champions League and the qualifying games and get into the the Champions um, League group mm-hmm. stage because uh, it's worth £30 million. Um, but again, money talks. But stopping and the so 10 does, stopping so the it, 10 was the thing for Stephen yeah. Sherrod wasn't it and that was the brief Mark it was yep. yeah and, and he delivered it and like, like, if he didn't deliver it this season he, he wouldn't be in the job you know mm, he'd be sure. away someday there was going to be a casualty in one half of the old firm this season it's mm. turned out to be to be um, to be Neil Lennon but again you talk about the 25-30 million for, for that's riding on August those qualifiers you're also this next season's um SPFL yeah, Premiership title is the richest in Scottish football history. It's a thirty million pound title, and Rangers are in pole season. position already. And yeah, that's, what, the, that's, what, that's what I think. Rangers are looking further ahead and mm. thinking, right? You know what? We're going to go and we're going to give the the manager the financial backing to go and strengthen. You've seen it this week with the signing. It's a Yep. I think there's going to be another two or three. Mm. 
We wanted to ask you the other night, Mark, because we're in the presence of greatness here, the former president of the Scottish Football Writers Association. And All we saw right. and we thank you. <laughs> and we saw Stevie Clark's name in there as well. So yeah. we suddenly thought, oh, is he the manager of the year rather than Stephen Gerrard or Callum Davidson? Give uh, us the insight. Uh, listen, I, I think it's open. I think they're all worthy um, in, in their own way, you know, for Steve Clark to deliver that for a nation after 23 years, Paul, for Stephen Gerrard to deliver the, the title in such convincing fashion and for Callum Davison, first year as a manager, um, to deliver a, a cup at a top six place and potentially, um, you know, another cup, then, you know, it's sensational um, from him as well. And I think David Martindale was, was the other one in the shortlist for what you achieve um, or what he's achieved um, at Livingston so all worthy um, in, in, in their own way and you know you couldn't argue with any if it was Callum if it was Stephen Gerrard Stephen Clark you couldn't argue at all because they're, they're all very worthy who would you go with? are you for allowed to say? for, for the manager yeah. Um, yeah. who would I go well, who with? Would you? I, my, Stephen my, Gerrard 23 well, points yeah ahead. my, my mm. kind of disappointment this season is that, that, that the, the vote isn't extended mm. To, to for another couple of weeks, yeah. Um, because as you know, we we always had to get the votes in, and it's the same with the PFA because you've got um, time deadlines with dinners and sure. engraving and trophies and organising with the clubs to set up interviews and all that kind of thing. So listen, I get why it, you know it's at this time, but if it was me, I'd have tried to extend it a couple of weeks because you very rarely get the full pitch. I mean, I can remember back to two thousand and three when. Yeah. Rangers are going for a treble and Celtic the European final. You think, look, how, how can you vote for a manager when you That's don't right. know the outcome? Mm -hmm. So I thought we could have held off for a couple of weeks. Good point. Yeah, I, I said that in my column. I, I think this was the best opportunity because of the COVID situation. Delay it because Stephen Gerrard wins the next two games. Brilliant. But Callum Davison. Callum Davison is going for a double at St. Johnson, whose budget is in the bottom half of the Premier League. So I need to ask you in the last 30 seconds is it Callum Davison or Jim Goodwin who's going to be smiling on Sunday? What do we reckon? Callum Davison. It's going to be Callum Davison. Yes. Mark? Yeah, Callum Davison. I have St Johnston Scottish Cup final on May 22nd. Okay, Stevie Lennon is coming up next at seven. Thanks to everyone who joined us this week with loads of great calls and loads of great uh, pundits during the week. And Mark? Right, and just to say good luck to Barry and Kelty Hearts tomorrow. That's exactly what we're going to say. It. We wish you all the best, Thank Barry. You. Two goals up and let's hope uh, on Monday we'll be celebrating that. Mark, you'll come back on Monday night. Oh, yep. yep, looking forward You'll to it. You'll be here and Barry with us as yes. well. Stevie Lennon is coming up next. Thanks for listening. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.